Good day, brothers and sisters. This is Pastor Ambrose Carroll, founder of Green the Church, and I'm here to let you know that the race is on. That's right. Green the Church has been established since 2010. Back in 09, I was a Green for All fellow with Van Jones, learning the rudiments of environmental justice and things about climate change and found real fast that although there were a lot of people of color, that there were not a lot of people who were part of quote unquote Western religion. A few months later, I discovered Interfaith Power and Light, one of the largest faith organizations battling against climate change all over the globe. And there were a lot of people of faith, but not a lot of people of color. In 2010, we decided that we had to wake up the sleeping giant that is the Black church on the issues of environmentalism and sustainability, really believing that there's never been a successful social movement in this nation without the tone and tenor of the Black church. And so Green the Church has been working feverishly doing Green the Church summits all over the country, Chicago, South Carolina, California, Missouri, and really beginning to expand. And people always ask, is the African-American community interested in climate change? Is the Black church interested in things like environmental justice? We believe that the answer is yes, and we found it Green the Church in order to be a repository, a place that tells a story, and in order to be a catalyst so that more congregations could catch hold and catch fire uh, and begin to stand up and speak truth to power when it comes to environmental justice. Listen, I'm here to tell you today that the race is on. And I continue to say that because yes, we are in a period of devastation. This is a race uh, for survival, not necessarily of the planet. Somebody said the planet will be all right, but it is a race for survival for human beings to live sustainably upon this crusted earth. I don't have to tell us that in this season, we're dealing with extreme heat all over the globe. We're still dealing with the devastation of forest fires. We're dealing with hurricanes and floods. Brothers and sisters, this is important. The race is on. I know I sometimes I find myself preaching like Noah, that things are getting pretty bad, but we believe that Noah also was a point of grace, that if God's people who are called by God's name would turn from their wicked ways, would seek God's face, that God has the ability, come on somebody, to heal our land. And so when I say the race is on, a lot of things. We are racing for our mortality. Race. Race is actually an acronym. That's right. I want to tell you today that race is an acronym. R-A-C-E, race. Resilience, that if we're going to make it, we have to be resilient. Somebody said, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. That in this world that we're living in, that a lot of our communities that are hit first and worst by a lot of these storms have not been as resilient because we are working in very traumatic communities. But we're working towards resilience, and we believe that our churches that have always been centers learning, that have always been centers for community change, we believe that if our churches are more resilient, then the communities in which those churches lie will be more resilient. These values, resilience. Second one is 
what it means to be Aboriginal, right? Sometimes we talk about Afrocentrism, but we're really talking about not just what has happened in the past on the African continent, but the reality and the notion that Aboriginal people all over the world, and all of us come from Aboriginal people somewhere, right? That all of us come from people who have been connected to the land, that have had practices, that have had ways of being that are ancient and that are good. And there is a revival and there is a renewal, especially for people who are African-American, that sometimes we don't know where we are from. We don't know our past. And somebody said, if you don't understand your past, you're going to be doomed to repeat it. But there are some things that have always been a part of, of what it means to be divine, what it means to be people of faith. And there are some things that are more ancient even than Western religion that we have to grapple with, that we have to begin to understand. And, you know, what it means to have a theology that liberates, what it means to have a theology that frees us, a theology that allows us to be. But if we're going to do that, we have to know ourselves from an Aboriginal point of view. We have to know ourselves that we are not just people who have been enslaved, but there is an Aboriginal reality of individuals who have been melanated, uh, who have been kissed by nature's son, a resilience, aboriginal, courageous, right? That if we're going to do this work, that we have to be courageous, that we have to be willing to take chances. We have to be willing to be transparent. We have to be willing to have courageous conversations. We have to be willing to go further if we're going to make it, that we have to trust one another. We have to trust individuals who look like us. We have to trust individuals who do not look like us. If we're going to make it in this world, we have to understand that the race is on. And if the race is on, we're going to have courage. And fourthly, these values. The last one, E, is for empowerment. That Green the Church is all about empowering our communities, empowering individuals to understand that you yourself hold responsibility. For too long in our communities, we're always concerned with what they are doing. They close the bank. They close the supermarket. They're selling homes at a different price. Always what they are doing to the point that sometimes when we talk about climate change and we talk about things that are huge, we sometimes feel like those things are not our responsibility, but those things are the responsibility of the powerful. But we're here to tell you that by God's grace, you have power, and we're reaching on the inside and expressing the power of God to say that people of Ebony Hue have not only something to learn about the climate, not only do we have something to learn about sustainability, but our four parents who did more with less have a lot to teach the world about what it means to be sustainable, resilience, aboriginal, courageous, and empowered. The, these are the values on which Green the Church stands. And brothers and sisters, for the next, until the cows come home, we're going to be here with you week in, week out, letting you know that the race is on. We're going to have speakers who will deal with all of our pillars at Green the Church. Uh, we have three pillars. The first one is Amplifying Green Liberation Theology. And we're going to have individuals 
from the academy, individuals from some of our historically Black theological centers. We're going to have individuals who are writing, who are preaching about what it means to be caring for the planet. We're going to have individuals, right, some of our gospel artists who sing about what it means to love God and to love this planet. We're going to see and talk to individuals who do interpretive dance. We're going to talk about amplifying green liberation theology. We're going to talk about what it means to decolonize the Black church. We're going to get this theology straight because I heard grandmama say you can't chuck straight with a crooked stick. We have to understand again who we are in God. Next pillar is promoting sustainable practices. And we're going to have speakers here that will talk to us about building efficiency, right? How do we take responsibility? We want to hear from all of our trustees, right? All of our executive pastors, all of our custodians, everybody who has keys, these conversations are for you. Uh, We want to talk about building efficiency, renewable energy, food sovereignty, public health, God and nature. That's right. We got to get out. Green the Church California is going camping next week. That's right. The Black Church does camp. Come on, somebody. And then third pillar is building power for political and economic change. And so we're going to talk about how we aggregate as people of faith, how we aggregate as the Black Church, as we talk about, not about what we don't have, but as we talk about what we have. We own a lot of faith buildings. That's right. Uh, Grandmama them sold chicken dinners and sweet potato pies and had note burning services, right? We own a lot of faith buildings. Somebody said we used to own 19 million acres of farmland in this country. And although we were lynched off of that land, Grandmama them, they put together what they had and they bought more. So we want to make sure that we take care of what God has given us do the elders, and that we learn how to uh, build power for economic change, that we begin to do solar and EV charging, that we begin to make revenue, right, with this new IRA. We're going to talk about the Inflation Reduction Act and the Infrastructure Bill, and we're going to talk about how to bring finances so that our young people have clean, green jobs some who are coming back from prison, some who are veterans, some who are leaving high school. We want to put our young people in the workforce. And we want to talk about the political power that goes along with it as well. Somebody said, if you don't stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And so we want to understand who we are as a people. Listen, brothers and sisters, this is our first rendition. This is our first outing. And we're just here to let you know today that the race is on and that the black church stands together. It does not matter if you're Presbyterian or Catholic. It does not matter if you're Church of God in Christ or apostolic. Everybody is coming together as a church, strong standing side by side in the fight for what is right. We are in difficult days, brothers and sisters, and I am here to tell you that the race is on. See you next time. God bless you and God bless you.